Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello everybody, welcome to the Oz Network for our very special, first of its kind episode. Let's call this the Lazy Man's Recap. We can't be bothered, uh, so we're we're pulling up some old favorites here. Uh, We are here to sort of talk about Spider-Man No Way Home, or I guess uh, lead up in the anticipation of Spider-Man No Way Home, and uh, we're going to be bringing you the best of... Our Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 3, Amazing Spider-Man, and Amazing Spider-Man 2 recaps. uh, So that you can hear how hilarious we were back in the day before this show uh, was flushed down the toilet. uh, By a certain individual who remained nameless. Rocky, thank you very much. Disgusting. Um, But uh, yeah, this will be fun. It'll be very little work on our part. (laughs) Uh, My name is Colin, and let's do the twist. And my name is Ben and my best of my best of. <laughs> uh, you know what? It's funny because I don't think this was even in our, I mean, basically uh, we had planned on doing a Spider-Man recap where we would do the, the Tom Holland movies and into the Spider-Verse uh, in the lead up to No Way Home, just to kind of round out the, the five recaps we'd already done. Uh, but because movies got shuffled around Matrix and Spider-Man ended up on the same week. And it was impossible to cover all those in the same month. So uh, we had to put Spider-Man in the back burner. And then you started, I think you started listening to the best ofs and sort of recommended. What what compelled you to go back and listen to our episodes talking about Spider-Man? I don't have a life. Um, (laughs) And I had re-listened to all... I think at that point, 104 episodes of 007 now available via iTunes. Um, So I was like, well, what am I going to listen to? And I don't want to listen to all 1,000 episodes of this show. This show is shit. Um, So I was like... Especially since Rocky joined. I know. What a a wank. But I I was like, oh, what are some of our good episodes? (laughs) Took me a long while to come up with some. But I eventually remember having a a bunch of fun on the Spider-Man episodes. And I thought, well... I have good memories of them. The new Spider-Man's coming out. I'll probably rewatch the Spider-Man movies very soon. So I was like, it's, it's good time. So I sat through all of them and uh, weirdly enjoyed them, which is, I don't know if that's just arrogant sitting there saying I enjoy episodes that I'm 50% part of. Um, but yeah. And I thought it kind of worked out well. And, and at the time of recording this, I'm about halfway through my rewatch ahead of the release of the new Spider-Man. So yeah, and then you came up with this idea. Uh, you were the one like, hey, I started listening to them too, so let's do a thing like this. And I'm like, sure, you can edit them because I'm lazy. Because <laughs> Ben has a life all of a sudden. 
I was doing it. I was in the midst of editing the Australian Survivor Hall of Fame. And I was at that point, if somebody asked me to edit anything more, I would have stabbed <laughs> someone. So I was like, no, I am not doing that. I just re-listened to them. You can do it. Well, well, to be honest, I don't really re-listen to, I've re-listened to our 007 episodes, but uh, I, I've never re-listened to much of the Oz Network unless it's just at the end of the year. Oh, I got to find this one clip that I remember. Uh, but uh, when you said, yeah, you know, you should listen to our Spider-Man recaps again. They're actually quite good. Uh, I'm like, fine, I'll download the first one. And I mean, the first one, I enjoyed it enough that I'm like, let me go through the second. And then I'm like, okay, we got enough material here. We can, we can do a Spider-Man recap. Let's remind people when Spider-Man was great. Once upon a time, make Spider-Man great again. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll contribute to the campaign. So uh, I, I found, particularly I would say was the Spider-Man 3 recap. <laughs> uh, might've been our best episode. It's funny because I, there's so much stuff that I couldn't put on here because I'm like, uh, do I want to put on, you know, a 10 second clip here, a 20 second clip here, but I'll just encourage people go back and listen to the Spider-Man three recap. Uh, if you don't want to listen to any of this, but if you do want to listen to it, you're already doing it. So I don't know why I'm trying to persuade you to, um, maybe, maybe Rocky would make this better. <laughs> Rocky makes everything better. Rocky makes nothing better. <laughs> he likes octopusy. So, you know. <laughs> Uh, I bet you Spider-Man three is his favorite film. I want to, I want to I wanna reserve judgment. Like, um, well, not even reserve judgment. We'll talk at the end of this episode about sort of the, the far from home and well, not far from home, no way home, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. They've all got home in it. They're all confusing. Um, But, and we'll talk about our rewatch, but Spider-Man three at the time of recording, this is the last movie I watched. I watched it like this time, 24 hours ago, I was watching Spider-Man three. So it's very fresh on the mind, but um, yeah. And, and rewatching it last night. And I, I don't know what clips I haven't heard any of these ones that Colin's put together, but just everything to do with Bernard. I'm just like watching him last night. And like, particularly the one which I forgot how much of an emphasis we put onto it. Like, Bernard, we've got a guest coming over. A guest? A guest? Yes, a guest, Bernard. A guest? <laughs> like, when I'm watching that last night. I'm just cracking up laughing. So uh, I will say these recaps do ruin things uh, for, for us. I mean, if we could be bothered putting a Jurassic Park one together next year, which maybe I'll do that, see how we go. But um the lost world was probably one of our funniest episodes ever and spider-man 3 was up there but also i remember spider-man 2 like what's his face jamison the dish like what a what yeah. a man the astronaut the first one bagging out mj my baby my baby <laughs> um which i when i rewatched spider-man 1 the other day literally i'm just picturing her as just some random homeless woman going around my baby my baby <laughs> and then when they literally cut away from her you never see her again so she's off with like as we predicted um not quite up to the amazing spider-man yet but echidna uh, yeah. and all those kind of fun stuff uh stuttering andrew garfield the dim sum scene um and of course dennis leary dennis so, leary uh, i'm looking forward to hearing those so and i'm looking forward to eventually going over the tom holland ones because i feel mm-hmm. particularly and we'll, again talk about at the end of this episode how excited we are for the third one uh that we should get some good material out of this to uh to eventually recap the, the remaining spider-mans that we've not done before properly Ben pretty much teased uh, half the clips you're about to hear here. So <laughs> don't listen anymore. That's it. You've done. <laughs> and then I said this and then Ben said this and we were. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, but now you can laugh along with us. Here it is. Starting with Spider-Man one all the way through to amazing Spider-Man two best of clips from our Spider-Man recaps. My name is Colin and deliver us from evil. And my name is Ben, and can Spider-Man come out to play? This is why over-the-top 
works in a comic book movie because it's handled right here and you need it to feel like it's a comic book movie with norman's transformation just little things when he smashes the glass for no reason whatsoever after he takes the formula or whatever the medicine and then his whole like convulsing when he's you know getting the the gas and then of course he just chokes the guy and he says again back to formula against <laughs> <laughs> the wall killing the man and then has like this this what even type of animal would you call it where he leaps and he's like how's it? <sighs> it's like just, it's a willem kind of dafoe um, I mean, it's... It's, it's like smallville thirst vampire like <laughs> oh man it is without a doubt the most over the top scene second most over the top scene in the movie i got another one later on for that but it works so well like the green goblin's transformation is amazing and it's yeah it's it's great i mean as i think I think there's an episode of Family Guy when they, they do some random, you know, one of their flashaway things and they mention, like, Willem Dafoe and it's, like, a frog or something like that going, like, Willem Dafoe, Willem Dafoe. <laughs> so that was just a random thing when you said animal and I'm thinking of Willem Dafoe. <laughs> My favourite bit is when they put the clamps on Willem Dafoe and he's like, oh, it's cold. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, so serious for the rest of this. Yeah, and, and then he's so angry at the end of this to just have this one, whoop. I wonder if that was ad-libbed like I feel that kind of wasn't in the script and like Willem Dafoe probably is just reacting and they're probably like use it use it keep going keep going (laughs) um but it's also just a throwback to kind of I think it was you who mentioned it maybe in the sixth day or was it Twister where you kind of said about how you know those 90s computers always beep whenever you type things and we get that but I love the scene yeah when he jumps up and he like hisses and he's like yeah um, because he is just scary. Like he is just—he is so Willem Dafoe. <laughs> I mean, it's just—it's—it's. It's, I mean, how has he never been a Bond villain? I mean, I know that's kind of very cliche. Yeah. Willem Dafoe was a Bond villain, but that works. There's a reason for that, you know. Um, so yeah, he—he he just needs to play this type of character in every movie, which he kind of does anyway. <laughs> but um, yeah. maybe not hissing and jumping up shirtless. And and damn, Willem Dafoe, you ripped too, son. Like you looking good. Oh, well, we were like, woo, yeah. yeah. Uh, Give us some Willem. We like, Mary Jane with her cleavage and yeah. wet rain nipples. Woo, why, Willem Dafoe. Why wasn't Willem Dafoe yeah. in Magic Mike, you know, with squinty-eyed <laughs> Channon Tatum? I want Willem Dafoe <laughs> taking his clothes off. What we're going to cover next is a huge chunk of the movie, but it kind of has to be all grouped together. This is basically the the spider-man scene you know the spider-man getting his powers is one part but this is the other part you know how he becomes spider-man and it's the same story over and over again just little variations uh i know in the comics i think there was the wrestling scene he has but there's also you know something about him going on tv and on a talk show and they wouldn't pay him and everything so it's always the same thing where you know he realizes i want to do this for money which is what a 17 year old would do like seriously Ben, if you wake up and you have these powers, are you thinking to yourself, how am I going to do this to save people's lives? Or are you thinking, I can make a fortune with this? (laughs) You know what what I'm making a fortune of? My massive penis. Like, that's the first thing. And also going and getting laid. I'm 17. (laughs) I'm a teenage boy. I'm a nerd. A woman's never touched me. I now have a giant penis. I'm using that, then getting money. But you know what? There's one thing that's going to be even more impressive than that, and that's an Alfa Romero, which yeah. is what he's going for here. How is that car only like $2,900 for a convertible? Like, if that's how cheap cars are in New York, I'm moving there. <laughs> he basically wants a car 
and he figures out where to get money, and then we get this great little scene with him, you know, testing out how to use his powers, and the the very awkward scene where he's breaking lamps and everything, and Aunt May is like, what are you doing there? I'm just exercising, but I'm not dressed. Like, okay, Peter. <laughs> You're actually so You're strange. Boy, and you say, I'm exercising, and I'm not dressed. <laughs> That means something else. Again, he's a seventeen-year-old boy. <laughs> Aunt May is too dumb to pick up on this. With a window he's... in the room to the girl he's in love with. Yeah. <laughs> I can see through that window, Peter. I know what you're doing. Put your clothes on. But those things around his room that are stuck to the walls—they're not webs in that scene. <laughs> There's just so much wrong with the scene now that I think about it. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're definitely but... not webs. This is the one time when it's. <laughs> But the, the graduation, God, I'm glad you, I, I'm surprised you gelled over the uh, the constant bonding between Peter and Norman, you know, this father-son yeah. relationship <laughs> just keeps building and building. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's not taking away from Willem Dafoe and Tobey Maguire, but whenever they are on screen, they're great. But I think it kind of works more so when they're, you know, in their costumes. But um, <laughs> Jay breaking up. Oh, God, here we go, people. Um, by the end of this trilogy, I think we really need to come up with a tally of how many men MJ breaks up with, falls in love with, yes. <laughs> flirts with. Because, you know, we've got four. Let's be honest, we've got four in this movie. We have Flash, we have Peter, we have Harry and Spider-Man. Yes, I'm making Spider-Man a separate person because she's in love with him as Spider-Man, not as she Peter She believes Parker. he's a separate person, yeah. Exactly. So there are four people in this movie that MJ essentially is in love with, okay? Can we go even further and count how many times, not even people, how many times she flirts with somebody while dating somebody else? Because <laughs> we got about six times just with Peter in this. I'm with sure two the, separate boyfriends. The, um, the fat guy at the diner who's yelling at her, I'm sure she probably had a go at him at some point. Like, you know, I mean, come on. Well, not to mention Mr. Jelly Donut on the bus. <laughs> Exactly. Why do you think that jam was going all over his shirt? That wasn't jam, people. Again, like, let's see what it is. But, I mean, you've also got to kind of be, like, sort of Dick Harry, you know, like, he's making a move on his girl, yeah. on his on his friend's girl. Like, come on, has he not seen How I Met Your Mother, Barney Simpson, the bro code? There's lots of bro code violations in there, Harry. You just don't do it. But, again, it's MJ. Again, everyone has a turn. You know, it was a Wednesday. She'd only had 17 <laughs> at that point. So, you know, she was a bit lonely. Um... Yeah, and I love the I love the montage with all the singing. Like my favorite is you know our favorite NYPD uh, officer in this film. He's some kind of freaky Lou or something wackadoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just so, <laughs> so good. That was going to be my opening line, but I couldn't go past <laughs> what I went for. And I have no idea what the World Unity Festival is, but I know if Macy Gray's there, it's going to be a good time. <laughs> That is the first time that sentence has ever been uttered in human history. (laughs) Why do I know Ben's going to have a couple of shots here at Macy Gray? (laughs) Because it's Macy Gray! (laughs) It's Madonna, how about that? Oh, if you were... Look, 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 no. No, I'm I'm not standing for this crap. Comparing Macy Gray and Madonna is like comparing Willem Dafoe to whoever played the evil villain in some child fair play that you went to the other week with Casper. Like, get out of here. I would rather Macy Gray over Madonna any day of the oh, week. Take that, that, that anyway. Worst thing you have ever said. That is the that is offensive. That that is racist, Colin, against me. I don't even know how that is possible, but that is racist against me. Um, 
<laughs> but there's more than just Macy Gray in this scene. <laughs> yeah, since Norman's been fired, uh, he, we have the, the balcony. I mean, nobody told his son, sorry, your dad's been fired. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't bring your girlfriend here. But uh, Peter sees them up there when he's spying on her with the camera, and they see him, and so now Harry knows... I've been lying to him the whole time. I'm the world's worst friend. And she's like, I've been flirting with that guy every chance I get. I'm the world's worst girlfriend. Not to mention that little guy in the wheelchair over there. I was flirting with him too. See all the board <laughs> I was flirt- I just had them for lunch. Like, um... I was flirting with Macy Gray five minutes ago back in the green room. <laughs> so the fire, I love the over-the-top mother. I, again, if there's... Anybody who can be over the top, it is Willem Dafoe. If there's anybody who can not be over the top, it is this woman. This is the most <laughs> annoying over the top act I've ever seen. <laughs> and meanwhile, the entire time, and this isn't just something like, you know, I've seen this movie enough times, like with MJ. I'm like, she really is a terrible person. What is this mother doing outside? If there's a fire in the building, yep. how far are you from your baby where you can't grab them? And how loud is this baby that we're hearing it over? Like, we recorded an episode a few days ago where my baby's audible in the background, but I guarantee if the building was burning down and I was two blocks away, I wouldn't be hearing Casper crying. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Just put on Die Another Day, you know, I think we probably yeah. could. But, but <laughs> also, the ineptness crying. of the FDNY. I love the FDNY and the NYPD. I feel terrible for, like, ripping shit into them. But why is this firefighter just being like, you can't go in there? Yet, who else no. is, is anybody else in this building? Because he's just kind of standing there watching a baby burn. We don't even see them trying. <laughs> like, because when Spider-Man goes in there later for the goblin, well, spoiler alert, it's a goblin, not a woman, there's no other firefighters yeah. in there who's like, oh, no, the roof's going to collapse. You're a fucking firefighter. You survived 9-11, Stop. mate. Go in there and save the baby. Yeah, this is where you can tell the movie was filmed before 9-11. Exactly. You know, they obviously made some edits afterwards, but like, there's, we know that that last shot with the American flag in the background they intentionally put in there because of 9-11. You could have tinkered these scenes a little bit to make them at least brave. I mean, the only people in this movie outside of Spider-Man that show any bravery are the citizens that start egging the goblin at the end. And they're braver than the police in this. And even, they have a job to do, okay... There's this thing like, you know, calling for Spider-Man's arrest or whatever. And this guy's like, you're under arrest. He's like, I'm going in after the baby. All right, but I'll be here when you get back. I'm not coming back. Okay, just go then. Yeah. <laughs> Even when their job is to do the wrong thing, they won't do it. <laughs> that, yeah, and like, I'm, uh, I'm glad you mentioned about the whole, like, baby thing. Like, what was this woman doing? Like, and I mean, that's on the top floor as well. So it's like, she's rushed down the stairs to get out of this building. Like, that's what, at least the 10th floor? Do you not get to floor number four and go, I'm missing something. Hang on a minute. What's Something's not right here. Look, I've got a theory. Um, I'm not, this is in no way making fun of mental illness or anything like that. But everybody has been to that area of your city where there is just a person who wanders around ranting to themselves, saying the same thing over and over again. I'm betting that's this lady. This is that mentally ill lady that's wandering around the neighborhood seven days a week going, my baby, my baby, my baby. And everybody's like, you don't have a baby. You've never had a baby. It's okay, Shirley. It's like, no, my baby, it's in the fire. And this just happened to happen right in front of her, and she freaked out. This is, the woman whose baby this is is dead inside that fire. And this woman just, she's lost her mind years ago. Freaking, my baby, my baby, my baby. Here we have a woman 
you can find a YouTube clip. If you want to look for a YouTube clip, we have a woman here in Winnipeg, and she's not crazy. This isn't me making fun. She's a literal con artist because there are people who have placed videos about her where she just goes around saying, I'm so hungry. I need food to eat. Oh, why won't you make me food? She'll try to take money out of people's hands on the street begging and people have shot videos of her and put it up on youtube because they've also found videos of her being completely normal walking into her high-rise apartment building why she did just you take me to see her when i went to winnipeg stuff the museum of <laughs> acceptance or whatever it was i wanted to see crazy woman <laughs> but that's who this is this is the crazy woman i'm so hungry I need food to eat. my baby my baby my baby <laughs> that makes sense i like that i like that addition yeah. to this storyline <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so literally after this scene, when she's like, God bless you, Spider-Man, she's like casually yeah. walking off like sinister villain. Got and myself else- a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Kidnapping, that's not her baby. We just, sure we just it is. She just said turn- my baby over and over again for 10 minutes. <laughs> as long as she doesn't turn into like fat bastard from Austin Powers, like, baby, it's the other, other white meat. Baby, it's what's a dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my name is Ben, and if promises was crackers, my daughter would be fat. And my name is Colin, and he just stole that guy's pizza! <laughs> the birthday present of $20 or whatever, I'd also Cheap be willing skate? to bet that... Yeah, like, she's got more than 20 bucks on her hands, you know? Sell some of those, like, crochet doilies that are sitting all over <laughs> <laughs> Like, Aunt May's a cheapskate. Like, her only child, she gives him 20 bucks for his birthday. Meanwhile, he's, like unemployed and living in the slums she's got a nice house there she could have like just ditched this house a long time ago i know she owes the bank or whatever and later on i don't want to jump too far ahead but i have to say it because it just goes with that maybe being a cheapskate she's like oh i've got henry jackson here moving all my couches and my furniture i'm paying him five dollars <laughs> a quarter of what you just paid your grand your nephew whatever the hell he is you cheapskate yeah this this is a uh, I guess your your stereotype of an old lady who uh, <laughs> uh, it's like here you go here's a quarter Sonny. <laughs> uh, we get the great scene of him trying to pull the plugs out of the wall. I mean, why why does why does he sneak up in the first? Like he spins in, goes up on the wall, and it's kind of like Spider Man's here. Like why doesn't he just? <laughs> Did he say it like that? <laughs> but he said Spider-Man it clear as fuck. <laughs> Anyway, why doesn't he just come in and pull the plug? Spider Man's a dramatic bitch. Does at any point she actually ask him how he is? Like, she is so self centered about the fact that he didn't show up to a play. And that, you know, he doesn't return a few phone calls. He tried to return a phone call, MJ. He left you a message. Did you return his phone call? No. Did you tell him that you were about to get engaged? No. Did you even, like, he could have cancer for all you know, MJ. Maybe that's why he's like, he could be going to the doctors getting checkups. You don't even care about your best friend. See what happens when I get angry about her? Uh <laughs> He would not have shown up to her play even if there was no disturbance. He's playing mind games with her all of a sudden because she says that she has a boyfriend. And because now, and she then deserves she gets to have mind games play with it because that's all she fucking does. <laughs> She's, she gets engaged and the first thing he does is say, now I want you back. Even though like, you know, 45 minutes ago in this movie, I wanted nothing to do with you. She leaves him at the altar. She leaves him at the altar, Colin. <laughs> Because Peter ruined her. 
no! Peter's sad, alright? Just see, they're both terrible people in these movies. Peter's Wait not a terrible person. You take that back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, Anyways. I, I, I've got to calm down. <laughs> uh, and as you said, at this point, uh, MJ and uh, Dreamy John get engaged. Uh, you know, just one thing I will say, the only negative thing I'll say about John Jameson in this movie, bit of an attention seeker, uh, because, like, we've got this slap fight happening between Harry and, and Peter. Everyone's like, oh, my goodness. And all of a sudden, he just happens to think, oh, I'm going to get on a microphone. Everybody loves me. I'm the astronaut who played football on the moon. <laughs> hey, everyone, I just got engaged. It's his party, Ben. Well, okay, now you make a solid point. But, like, it's... <laughs> I can't defend myself after that. I forgot, all right? <laughs> the doctor here is kind of fun, too. Uh, yeah. I, I, I love the whole scene, like you said. It's like, it's not even my friend, or it's not even me. It's a friend of mine. Yeah. Uh, it was my friend's dream. <laughs> my friend told me about the dream one time. But this doctor, he's got this weird tie-dyed hippie shirt underneath. And I kind of wonder, is this a proctor, proper diagnosis, or is this doctor just like... Uh, you know, some weird hippie doctor. It's like, everything's in your head. You know, Peter comes in and he's like, you know what? It's all up here. Peter will see another doctor. It's like, I'm sorry to tell you this, son. You have Lyme disease. <laughs> like, this doctor probably misdiagnosed Peter Parker. Well, this is my point. He's got cancer. This is what MJ doesn't know about him. <laughs> Peter has Lyme disease and doesn't know it. And this hippie doctor is just living in this world. It's like, all you need is some herbs and some essential oils. It's okay. <laughs> but then we get the star of this movie. Uh... <laughs> The butler. The butler. Bernard is his name, is it? <laughs> yeah, Bernard. I'm leaving for the night, sir. Good night. Your father only obsessed over his work. Good night, Bernard. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see a spin-off film of Jamison and Bernard working together. <laughs> the butler and the editor. They're coming soon to theaters near you. <laughs> voice just his voice he's, i can't even remotely do his the way he's like i'm leaving for the night tonight sir he just sounds like so creepy but like you sound funny. like tiny tim at the end of scrooge <laughs> god bless us everyone <laughs> that is so much better than mine uh, <laughs> um, now, is this is this the thing in the comics, like, that, you know, Harry and, and Norman, they have a butler? Is this meant to be the Alfred of the Spider-Man universe? Um, I have no idea. I'm going to Google it right now. Uh, I think this is... I, I looked up the actor, and uh, he pretty much only appears in Sam Raimi movies. So I'm pretty sure that this guy is, like, some relative or crazy uncle. Um, here we go. His name, at least in the movie, is Bernard Hausman. Uh, I'll see if he's actually in the comics or not. No. Uh, yeah, Aww. this guy's specifically for the movie. Um, <laughs> I, oh, they've got his full quote here from part three, and I can't wait to hear <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, He's just so good. Because he did speak in the first one. I think we overlooked him. Wasn't that when he's like, I tried to stop her? Like when that woman comes yeah, exactly. in, he's like, Norman's dead. <laughs> um, so... Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> we gotta... I love this, though. If you look if you look on Marvel's uh, wiki page, that's where it comes up with Bernard. Bernard was Norman and Harry's personal butler before they both died. Uh, <laughs> his, it says, appear in Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 3. Status, alive. 
He, he's the new head of Oscorp. <laughs> he's the only guy that survives of anybody connected to the Osborne family. Like, this is the guy that they can pin the whole murder on. Because, you know, the police come and they question him. It's like, so... Tell us about the night that Norman Osborne died. I cleaned the wounds from his dead body. <laughs> like, lock him up. This guy is sick, okay? I can even hear Jamie in the background laughing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my God. I, just want, I honestly wish that this could just be a thing. You know, when Tim Burton gave up on doing the Batman movies and they brought in Joel Schumacher... The one thing they retained was like the same uh, Alfred, and I would have loved for the Amazing Spider-Man movies to retain Bernard yes. here, and just they make it a thing. Like he could become the the Alfred of Spider-Man or the Judy Dench for what she is to the Bond movies, where he just crosses over different reboots and everything, and his whole purpose is just to come in to one scene and say the single most inappropriate <laughs> thing that you can imagine. <laughs> Is, is, is this guy? Is this actor still alive? Like uh, in real life, or the actor? Um, let me see. It's uh, kind of bad that I automatically think, oh, he was old, so he must say, be alive. Let's say status alive. So let's just take that as okay. Fact. Well, you know, I mean, he did look like he was quite elderly. No, he died. He died in 2011 at the age of 91. Oh. oh, rest in peace, John Paxton, aka Bernard, the creepy butler. Is that Bill's dad? Are they any relation or? <laughs> Bill what? Paxton? 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 Like, you know, the guy who was in not. Twister? <laughs> yeah. Recently talked about the three episodes, yeah. including, including museum. Yes. Uh, um, like, think of the amount of that he could just come in. Like, what other scenes in this movie could he just randomly <laughs> pop into and just say something completely inappropriate? Like Aunt May, the, the confession scene coming up. And he just walks in and he's like, I steeped your tea for 30 minutes. <laughs> MJ and Peter, punch me, I bleed. When Norman punched someone, they didn't bleed. <laughs> I've become very skilled at cleaning blood out of white shirts. <laughs> Raid drops keep falling on my head. Raid drops don't fall on my head, I clean them off. <laughs> Eat your green vegetables. That's what my mom always said to do. I told you the same thing last week. <laughs> He's Why like, don't I ever get credit? You know who he is? He's the, um... Is it Herman Muntz? Who's the old guy with the glasses on The Simpsons? He's always, like, getting, you know... He's in the background. Oh, you know, what's Mark his name? Mormon? Yeah, Mark him. <laughs> what am I thinking? That's who he is. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Oh... <laughs> 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 um, Anyway, please tweet us your ideas for Bernard Hausman in Spider-Man Homecoming. <laughs> <laughs> I love teenagers at prom. <laughs> Look at that John Jameson, isn't he a dish? <laughs> <laughs> that John Jameson. <laughs> He's so delicious. <laughs> I feel like I'm on the moon again. <laughs> Because let's be honest, MJ's had him too. Uh, <laughs> oh, definitely. Like, he's at the house all the time. <laughs> oh, oh. You have nothing better to do. Make me a that. sandwich. Oh, no, I've tripped over. Oh, my dress has come up. <laughs> I didn't have dresses when I was fun. your age. 
They weren't invented yet. This is more fun than when Norman plays this game with me. (laughs) (laughs) That night I had to clean his wounds. You wouldn't know the liquids that were in his orifices. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Bernard. Rest in peace. (laughs) (laughs) Only we can take, like, some poor old soul who's died in the last five years and laugh about him more than anything in this movie. (laughs) He's so good, though. <laughs> uh, I mean, where's, where's the picture of him in Spider-Man's suit? <laughs> if any of our listeners are good at Photoshop, please do that as a gift to us for the hours of entertainment we provide you. I'm Spider-Man no more! Bernard in a Spider-Man suit over Norman's dead body. <laughs> What are you going to do is just replace that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my ribs hurt. <laughs> this is why these episodes go so long. Uh- <laughs> Sorry. Oh. So Harry's angry. He's banging newspapers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we cut back to John. Here he is. Look at him on that couch with stupid MJ. <laughs> <laughs> Just, uh, I love it. What does he say? Like, oh, uh, do you want to invite your pal, Peter? Yeah. He is such a nice guy in this movie. He is. Like, like I- MJ hasn't complained about him. Oh, stupid Peter. Oh, which guy is that one? The reason why he doesn't remember what she said about him, because prob- she's probably complained about 30 guys that week. So- <laughs> well, this is where, I mean, I don't want to jump too you know, into your comment here, but th- we said this earlier. This is the flaw with the Spider-Man movies that... If you think about it, MJ is not ditching these nasty guys for Peter. Peter is kind of the nasty guy in this triangle. You know, if you look at Harry and John and Peter, Peter's the only one that really does anything wrong throughout any of these movies. No, you leave Peter. No, poor Peter. I'm not jumping down (laughs) Peter's throat, but I'm saying in comparison, what did Harry ever do to her and what did John ever do to her? Well, Harry did make her wear the black dress, uh, <laughs> and John did nothing. Y'all. Did you? Uh, I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> John's a dish. <laughs> <laughs> delicious. He's the delicious John Jameson. <laughs> but I like it. You know, when she gets there and she's like, you know, lean your head back. You know, oh, let's recreate the kiss. I mean, we have that in like every single sequel, don't we? We would have some sort of reference to this kiss from the first film. Um, which I mean, it's a nice because I mean, I guess you would probably kind of put two or two together. He's this astronaut who plays football on the moon. He's probably Spider Man. Um, so you know, recreates it. But then, like, this is you cannot defend MJ in any way. Nobody can defend MJ at this point because, like, poor John, he's laying there on the couch and he's like, oh. Wow, I feel like I'm back on the moon and stupid MJ is just sulking. And then he turns around and says, you're up there with me, aren't you? And she doesn't say a thing. Like, (laughs) fuck you, MJ. (laughs) Like, he's been so sweet and romantic. It's better than that poetry that Peter was reading before. He's just so sweet. And you're just staring off into the distance with your dumb eyes and thinking about all your other guys you want to get with in the next five minutes. (laughs) Stupid MJ. (laughs) 
This is I know you're living in this fantasy world where this is like you know oh this sweet innocent scene this is basically the was it good for you baby yeah. moment of the movie where she's like uh yeah great okay I gotta go now but the flip side it was like the line of oh I feel like I'm back on the moon like that is sweet like come on <laughs> that is if Jamie said that to you even your cold heart would go oh <laughs> even my cold heart <laughs> you hate romance I've discovered that with all the- I do I love burning people and I hate any type of romance <laughs> hate old people <laughs> old people <laughs> so there we go when we eventually do get to a romantic film oh you know jack and rose never loved each other have you anything else you wanted to add or <laughs> if anybody's hearing this my son's elmo toy just started talking in the background that's too tight <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear that. <laughs> uh, uh, I'll get it to talk on air. <laughs> Rant and Colin laughing. <laughs> His mouth is just moving. He doesn't want to say anything now. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> what? Um, just kidding, you had. <laughs> This thing just goes off on its own. It's really creepy. I'm sorry if anybody's disturbed by this. Stupid Elmo. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing I used to remember with the Elmo toys is when Tickle Me Elmo became a thing, you'd go to a store and like set them all off all at once and just stand back and watch them all fall <laughs> off the shelves. <laughs> He's still talking. Shut up, Elmo. I'm do a podcast here. <laughs> Oh, if we gave these titles, this episode just became Shut Up Elmo Spider-Man 2. <laughs> Shut up, seriously, it's bugging me, shut up. <laughs> Jamie, come get, come get Elmo. I am Colin, and Ben, you're a good woman, I'm a good man. <laughs> and my name is Ben, and... I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating, and it gets everywhere. Not like here. Here, everything is soft and smooth. And then Peter shows up at Aunt May's house. Oh, boy, Aunt May's back. She looks younger. Can I just point out? She's like, Rosemary Harris has aged less. I don't know what's going on there. (laughs) You're still like, I hate Kirsten Dunst. Rosemary Harris is looking fine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> maybe it's because she has her hair down she's got the long hair here it's not up in a bun short mm, yeah maybe it's a long like you're it. right it's a long it doesn't look short anymore that's why I'm into her uh, but we get to see her nice little cheap apartment <laughs> that she sacrificed her house for <laughs> that poor Henry Jackson made five bucks to lift the sofa into he probably bought back. a house for five dollars it was that it was being repossessed <laughs> so much by the bank <laughs> Um, and ever the cheapskate Aunt May, uh, Peter, you know, wants to get married. You know, she gives some nice advice. That, uh, a husband has to put his wife first. Uh, can you do that, Peter? He says, I think I can. A big flaw of this movie is that that is a question when the only reason Peter ever does anything is if her life is threatened. So I think that's the one indisputable fact is that he puts her first maybe ahead of, like, children yes. that are dropping to their death in the first movie. Gang rapes and everything but, else that's happening in New York. Come on. <laughs> but ever the cheapskate Aunt May gives him the worst <laughs> engagement ring in the history of engagement rings. <laughs> now, I, I asked this to my wife, and maybe she was polite about it. 
But not even the fact that this ring has to be examined with a microscope, as we see later on by uh, Bruce Campbell. But do you want your future husband, I'm not saying you, Ben, with your future husband. Well, it's Tobey Maguire are we talking about here. Or... <laughs> <laughs> to all the women out there, do you want your future husband to propose to you with his aunt's <laughs> really, really cheap ring no he's sitting there that i could put this on layaway i want to work for this i want to prove that i love her no i'm gonna give her a hand-me-down from aunt may who pays five bucks to little boys to move a house look the ring like look i can see your point it's a pretty shitty looking ring but i mean this ring is old this ring what 50 years old at least like it's an antique it's probably worth a bit um, and it's a sentimentality, Colin Hilding. This is what happens in romance. Like, you know, you okay. get a sentimental piece. Like, I'm sure, like, when you're Aunt May's age and, like, 807 and, and Casper's waking you up at, like, you know, two in the morning, say he's proposing to his girlfriend or Casper's son or daughter in the future, you know, your grandchildren... There's a thought like, oh, here's the wedding ring I gave Jamie. You know, she's now gone on to marry Hugh Jackman and all these other hunk men because I'm not romantic. <laughs> but it doesn't matter because here's my ring. It's so it's so special to me. Like, you'd be... That's sweet. Okay, but there's a difference, I think, because this is going to be her ring. <laughs> and it's almost like... It's got old lady germs on it. That's what you're trying to imply here. <laughs> That's one problem. But you know what's like, okay... Uh, nobody ever does this, but every woman tries to save her wedding dress saying, one day I want my daughter to wear this. That would be like Peter saying, Mary Jane, I want you to wear Aunt May's wedding dress. <laughs> like, it's not Ma- Mary Jane's aunt. It's not going to mean anything to her. <laughs> the wedding dress, I think, kind of different because, you know, Aunt May probably lost her virginity in that wedding dress. So <laughs> it's kind of... <laughs> <laughs> She lost her virginity in that ring, too. Yeah, but, I mean, she's also wiped her ass with that ring. But, like, that's not kind of coming. <laughs> you don't want to give that to your girlfriend? Put the other ring on layaway. Come on. But if, if we sat around thinking about all the technicalities of things that we own or that have had, that where they have been, like, you know, what is that saying about one in every ten cans of Coke has rat poo in it or something like that? So I don't know. Like... You don't want to think about these things sometimes. Anyway, it's sweet. It's romantic. Shut up, Colin. You don't have romance in your body. I do. And that's sweet. Uh, <laughs> and if Peter Parker was giving yeah, me that matter. ring, I'd be on my knees and probably not for the, other, the reason of proposing. But anyway, that was just... <laughs> I need to shut up. Stop talking, Ben. I, I mean, I like Sandman. It's it's kind of an interesting idea for a, for a villain. Um, but again, I, I'm probably going to be with you. Like, There's so many things, though, with his abilities. It's like, well why can't he do this and why can he do this? <laughs> like, it's just, it's kind of, there's no flat-out sort of con- continuity with what he can and can't do. I mean, he basically just turns into the smoke monster from Lost. Um, <laughs> and then it's like, well, what? where's he going? What's he doing? Just living in the sewers and, you know, like, I mean, at one point he cries, doesn't he? Like, at the end of the movie, like, well, where were those tear ducts before? Like, he's sand. Water's, like, destroying him and now he can cry? Like, yeah, exactly. What? His tears should be killing him right now. And how come every time he reforms, like, the clothes are there? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. the sand obviously got in the particles of his body. We kind of see that cool, like, fusion. Can they fuse with, like, cotton? And, like, the material of his clothes? <laughs> yeah. Like, how? Shouldn't he be just naked Thomas Hayden Church, like, going around? Yeah. Uh, anyway, stop nitpicking it, Ben. It's a superhero film. <laughs> um, <but laughs> I just love the fact, again, going back to my point, physics testing facility. Why? What's... Who's... 
like, I don't, I watched The Big Bang Theory. I don't see Sheldon and Leonard doing, like, spinning things with sand. (laughs) What is this achieving? And that guy who's like, oh, there's something that's disturbing it. Oh, it's probably just a bird. It will fly away. They've got so much concern. They've got a fucking pit in the middle of the ground. Like, people could be following this all the time. Half the NYPD could be in that ground. Oh, it's just a bird. (laughs) And, and. Second of all, this probably isn't the first time we've tested this. How many sand birds are there out there that are terrorizing the other birds of New York City? Sand bird. <laughs> uh, I do love the, the fact that uh, Thomas Hayden Church gets the ability of the shark from Jaws 4 and for some reason just roars a lot. <laughs> Roar! And where is vocal cords? Where is the air coming from? Like, all these things are human anatomy that you can't form out of sand. <laughs> Quick scene with Flint diving into a truck. Here's where all the powers go terribly wrong. Uh, the police shoot at him here. Now a locket goes through his hand and he has no feeling. A bullet goes through him as well and he's like, Oh, oh. Stop shooting, Sandman. How is he feeling it's going through him? I want that line. Stop shooting, Sandman. <laughs> Anytime he turns to the Sandman, he needs to revert into, like, a, a three-year-old child. He's like giant Elmo. Person. Everything's in third yeah. person. <laughs> Sandman, sad over locket. <laughs> Sandman needs to save daughter. <laughs> uh, before we get to the parade scene, I want to just kind of group these Sandman things here. Here's my complaint I had earlier with Sandman, where you're like, he's doing this all for his daughter. This movie does nothing to prove that to us because if he's trying to save his daughter, he's like, I need to steal money so my daughter can get an operation. You're the freaking Sandman. Just turn <laughs> giant Sandman on everybody, grab her by her hair, take her to the hospital, and go, save Sandman daughter or Sandman kill. <laughs> That's all you got to do. The doctors are going to go, whatever you say, Mr. Giant Rock Creature. <laughs> You don't steal money. What are you going to do? Are you going to deliver the money to uh, Sandman? Sandman paid cash. Sandman, good citizen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sandman bill paid in full. Do you accept check? <laughs> Can't sign. Had sand. You signed for Sandman. <laughs> Sandman doesn't want to trace because he knows these are marked bills. Sandman, get cashier's check. <laughs> Three to five business days, Sandman not happy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. We need Arnold Schwarzenegger to play Sandman. <laughs> My daughter, she has like the flu or something. I don't know. I'm an absentee parent. I don't know much about it's her. Not a you gotta help it's her. not a tumor. It's not a tumor. <laughs> Help her all get sand in your eye, I swear. <laughs> like, what's he gonna do when he hits people? This is sand. His <laughs> sand like you punch Sandman and as we see later on, your fist goes straight through him. Shouldn't his fist just shatter into a giant cloud of sand? <laughs> It doesn't make any sense. It's like the scene where we get sexually when Spider-Man's like takes off his boot and gets all the sand out and the things. Like, yeah. I that's why one thing I don't like the beach because I literally am Hayden Christensen. I don't like sand because it does get everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna cover that 
now because you brought it up and I don't want to forget it. The boot. Uh, Sandman is the sand, okay? <laughs> so <laughs> that's his finger. <laughs> Yeah, and he's got he's brushing sand out of his hair, and he's dumping on his boots like you just dumped Flynn Marco's pancreas out of your boot. Okay, like, it's not just loose sand; that is part of the man's body. He should be weak now. He can't digest properly anymore. Sandman pancreas is missing. Fuck you, Spider-Man. That's why I hate him so much in this film. I want to kill Spider. You stole my pancreas. <laughs> Might need that later on. <laughs> my daughter, my daughter needs my pancreas. <laughs> I I would put this as my favorite Bruce Campbell scene. I just, I mean, you know, and you know that's a stretch for me because it's involved around the French. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's I love it. I just love the way he kind of, you know, he gets the ring there and he kind of gets his glasses out. And he's like, oh, look at the little, and, you know, like he's just doing you like ripping shit into this ring. Um, and, you know, we just all like, oh, and put it in the glass. I am French. I am romantic. Like, you know, just, and he's all like, for Pekka, that is what I say. <laughs> he does a fantastic French accent. Let's be honest. Like, that is, if you yeah. didn't know that that was the same guy from the first two films in different characters, you'd assume he's French. Like, does it very, very well. Um, but I love it. I love him. He's so good the way he does this. But this whole scene, like, oh, like, I love it. But just MJ, fucking hell. Um, like, but she's the one who has a reason to be Yeah, okay. Upset. I get that. Let me get to that. Like, first of all, I love the fact that the, the newspaper is Spidey Scores. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're going into the restaurant. Okay. Like, as I said, I do understand why she's pissed. She did have her boyfriend Mack it on with another woman in front of the entire world. I get it. Firstly, again, she's done it a lot more. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> exactly. This is yeah. once. Uh, secondly, just like she did with him before and didn't tell him that he, she got fired, but told Harry, she, like, at what point in between her seeing that and then going to that restaurant, could she not, like, text him or call and say, hey, slightly annoyed that you kissed another woman, we need to yeah. talk about this. <laughs> no, let's get all dressed up in the black dress that Harry wanted you to wear for Norman in the first film and <laughs> show up and be all like, oh, I don't feel much like this today. Just bring your snooty bitchiness to dinner. You know, like, it's, again, classic trope of, oh, two people are about to have a big scene, but the other person's grumpy or whatever. And then, like, the way, like, Gwen Stacy comes in and as she's saying, like, she's like, oh, like, why does he have to tell you every woman he knows? Is it because he's Peter Parker, he knows, like, one woman anyway? Like, well, you, you like, literally have cheated on every man that has looked at you. You literally are, you know, you said it's easy on the eye. So, clearly, you're also admired by critics and all this. Why is it Peter getting angry at this critic? Oh, easy on the eye. Oh, do you know this critic, do you? Like, okay. Um, I, I'm going to be, this is a lot of debates with us about what is right and wrong in the relationship of two fictional characters. This entire series of podcasts has been us debating their relationship <laughs> but here's my defense of that her issue is that he just saved this girl had a parade thrown for him for saving this girl made out with this girl in front of all of new york city and didn't bother to mention that he actually knew her beforehand now i'm sorry if i save some woman's life you know when i'm out saving people's lives which i do all the time <laughs> um 
and it's uh, a woman who throws a parade for me and then kisses me. And then afterwards, you know, my wife's, I mean, we work together, but let's say we didn't. She shows up at my work and it's like, oh, your coworker is the one that you saved and that kissed you and that threw a parade for you. How come you never mentioned you knew her? She has a right to be upset then. But she's behind his back telling Harry's secrets and soon to be macking on with his best friend. Like, no, like, ugh, I get, look, I get, I get, I get, I get what you say. I do, hang on a minute, let me back up. I get it. Like, I'm not trying to say Peter is completely innocent here because, again, he did kiss and cheat publicly. I'm not condoning his actions. But it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's, it's like if you, I'm trying to come up with some weird comparison here. I guess if you were a vegetarian and... <laughs> You like ate, same thing as infidelity, being a vegetarian and eating meat. <laughs> you ate meat once, and then you've got a meat eater who's like, "Oh, that's terrible! It's the worst thing in the world! You are so bad! You ate meat! Oh, fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you!" It's like, dude, you eat meat all the time. Like, you can't like defend you. That was really bad. Ben, just <laughs> Ben, who's the biggest Natalie Portman fan, needs to read what, what? her thoughts are on people who eat meat. <laughs> well, I was about to say, where's that come into it? You leave Natalie alone, all right? <laughs> She doesn't come into this. She comes into my house and we have dinner together. Um, but just like, I guess, I guess probably where this is coming from is that Colin's in a happy relationship. He's loved. He's married. He has a child. I'm recently single and I've had probably varying experiences with women over the last 12 months. So I'm slightly angry at them. So I'm like, fuck you, MJ. Do this with me a year ago. I'm probably like, oh yeah, well, MJ, like... Um, but like, what does she say? Like, oh, her polished fingernails are all over you and blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, that was our kiss. So like, you own the kiss. Like, okay, I get it. But like, seriously. How did Harry at the time feel about that that being your kiss? Exactly. (laughs) What about the fact that you used your kiss on dreamy McJohn Jameson in the second film? Like, (laughs) you used that kiss too, MJ. Hmm. Short term memories. MJ showing up at the house and what do they do? They do the twist. Mm. (laughs) Sam Raimi is so out of touch stuck in his 1950s or whatever that he even picked the soundtrack that young kids would listen to they're listening to chubby checker doing the twist chumpy pulling why is this in here and why do we have this playful scene of them dancing and making omelets it's so bad yeah i hate it i can't even defend this i'm not going to help you out here to making this good i hate this too yeah and then, as we see, she ends up committing adultery herself, too. It's just all over this movie. Uh, the whole... Look, I don't know what to even do with this fucking twist scene. Like, oh, my God. Like, who knew cooking an omelette could take you back to the 1950s? Like, for fuck's sake. Like, why? Why, why, uh, why? It's just... It's, like, not even... Like, people complain about the emo Peter dancing very soon scene. Like, this is more out of place than that. Like, at least you can put that into context. Sam Raimi... You can ask somebody else to pick your soundtrack. Yes. He's like, who's this Chad Kruger? What's a dashboard <laughs> confessional? <laughs> Give me some chubby checker. That's what the kids are listening to nowadays. And what like in what world do these two, you know, what, early twenty something New Yorkers get excited over chubby checker? They've probably literally gone, <laughs> Who is this? What's this song? Yeah, exactly. I know this song. It's like, <laughs> 
Bernard's it's Bernard's iPod. <laughs> sorry, Bernard. Bernard, you've logged into Spotify again. It's, it's <laughs> logged out of your Spotify, Bernard. Um. And then we have Bernard. The scene I've been talking about for three movies, where he's like, "I've seen a lot of strange things in this house. <laughs> I loved your father." Like I love you. And the night he died, I cleaned his naked body and the wounds were from his own glider. All of those lines put together, it, it, totally wrong context. The way it's interpreted <laughs> This is what I want, Bernard, as I said last week, to show up in every movie and just say something really awkward. Like, the night your father died, I cleaned his wounds. <laughs> the glider that killed him was his own. And how does Bernard know that? forensic expert because the glider wasn't there He's like, this looks like a glider wound to me not only a glider wound but self-inflicted I've been around a long time i know a glider wound when i see one self-inflicted glider wounds are my expertise son remember that time i worked with glider victims well, now it's coming into foray right now. Finally, my secret life is coming to help my dear friend. Here it is, our second to last time to talk about Bernard. What do you have to say? Um, <laughs> Bernard. <laughs> Has Harry turned into Two-Face? Can we just point that out? <laughs> He's like half yeah. one up face. And that surgery is amazing. Again, what did you say? This is like a week after that had happened? Like, again, yeah. download our Nip Tuck rewatches via the Oz Network, but, like, surgery takes a little bit longer than that in healing. Like, how does his face look so good when half his head's been blown off? You know? Uh, it's just Harvey Dent's face in the Dark Knight was a little bit more <laughs> destroyed than that. Even Tommy Lee Jones's face was a little bit, you know, more than that. Um, <laughs> oh, but I, I've seen things in this house I've never spoken <laughs> of. I've written here rape. Uh, <laughs> that's not to laugh at. I cleaned his wounds. <laughs> <I> just... <laughs> But I love the way he says, I loved your father. Like, there's a bit of a pause there. <laughs> like, in, yeah. what, in what context? And then he's like, as I loved you, <laughs> as your friend <laughs> of you. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, the thing is, again, this is what, three, four years after Norman's been raped and murdered? Like, yeah. he yeah. tells him now? <laughs> like, at <laughs> what point does that conversation come up? Harry, no, you don't have a girlfriend. Uh, guests. Now, company? Oh, and FYI, uh, Norman's wounds were self-inflicted by his glider. And how even, even then, was... like, how do you know that a glider is self-inflicted? Like, Spider-Man could have, like, gotten on the glider and gl- glid in. Is that the word? Glided <laughs> yeah. in to Norman. And it still would have looked the same. How is it suicide by glider is so obvious? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so many problems. Um, I cleaned your wounds. <laughs> Are you done with Bernard? I'm never done with Bernard. I want to talk. I want to do an episode on Bernard. A guest. Okay. For now, whenever we have somebody on this show, like an interview, I want to start off with Bernard. Today we've got Robert Darby on the show. A guest. A guest. A guest. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
And let me start off by saying my name is Ben. And do I look like the mirror of Tokyo to you? And I am Mr. Guevara. Gracias. And but the biggest shock out of all of this, though, is that he uses Bing. Who uses Bing to search? <laughs> like, what the hell is this? Like, is Bing owned by Does Sony? Sony have a stake? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. They must have a stake in this. Because well, who uses? Who has ever used Bing? Like, in all seriousness, <laughs> or were they were being like, "Oh, we'll pay you some money so you can make it look cool because it's in a Spider-Man movie." Uh, fuck off. Bing is not cool. Like, I want. I want to see like them on Alta Vista or something. <laughs> Just make it completely awkward. <laughs> Ask Jeeves. <laughs> Rename it Ask Bernard. <laughs> A guest? A guest? <laughs> I loved your search, just like I loved the last one. <laughs> During my time as a glider forensic scientist from Wounds, <laughs> I've discovered that I can run a search and ask me any questions about glider wounds. <laughs> ask me about a decay rate algorithm. <laughs> and in, in, in the entire world, when you come up to, you've got the ability to mix two animals together. Is anybody really calling out for a goose-koala hybrid? <laughs> hey, we are a show that combines Canadian and Australian listeners. <laughs> if there is one show that where our viewers or listeners demand it, it would be the Oz Network. Look, I would honestly rather, if we're going for that route, like, a, I don't know, a platypus and a moose. Um, <laughs> a ploose. A moosepus? A moosepus. <laughs> a kangaroo and a beaver. <laughs> Kiva, Bangaroo. Uh, <laughs> a bear and a, I don't know, a, an echidna. <laughs> uh, what? Did you make that one up? Look at what, what, an echidna? You've never heard of echidna before? Never heard of it. Seriously? Oh, Google it. You know what an echidna is if you saw it. Come on. Okay, tell me how to spell it first. E-C-H-I-D-N-A. It's kind of like Australia's porcupine or hedgehog. It's got, you know, the spikes. Well, I'm not from that. Australia, so Aren't I you? don't know the oh, shit. <laughs> well, interesting okay, fact. So- interesting fact, echidnas and platypus are the world's only two egg-laying mammals. They're monotremes. There you go. You just learn a fact here on the Oz Network. <laughs> so, uh, uh, a platypus, <laughs> an ich- Echidipus. Some of these words just don't combine well. <laughs> anyway, that's another episode, perhaps. I want to take if that's that's like one of your deadly Australian animals. Canada will put up the mosquito because our <laughs> mosquitoes, especially in Winnipeg, are deadly. I want a mosquito puss. Uh, well, uh, just to clarify, echidna is not deadly. <laughs> the worst that <laughs> echidna will deadly. do is uh, give you a puncture if you run over one on the highway. <laughs> They're not attacking you. A platypus is actually quite dangerous. They've got um, barbs underneath. I think it's the males have like this spike underneath one of their legs, which they attack if they are threatened. Um, which, I mean, look, seeing a platypus li- uh, live, uh, well, in the flesh is very rare. <laughs> live, in concert, platypus. <laughs> um, <laughs> one thing night here. only. The <laughs> big thing here, seeing platypus. Um, <laughs> seeing them in the wild is actually quite rare because they're very timid animals. But, uh, yeah, you can get attacked by a platypus. Not an echidna, though. Well, you probably could, but I've never heard of that, so... <laughs> Do either of those animals hold the key to saving Norman Osborn? Well, they from... could. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> I was thinking, like, Echidna, we should just name that the disease that he has. Like, <laughs> Norman Osborn, Norman Osborn <laughs> has Echidna. Echidna. 
I'm sorry to say, you've got a kidna. <laughs> no, not a kidna. Participate in 2007. A kidna ice bucket challenge <laughs> to raise awareness. Here at the Echidna Foundation, we are trying to raise funds to block out Echidna from society. <laughs> With one donation, you too can stop Echidna. <laughs> anyway. All right, we named a disease here. We've accomplished one thing on this podcast. Hope I don't catch Echidna by the end of this episode. Um, we. Yeah. <laughs> Aunt May and Uncle Ben are wondering where the hell he's been. Now, this is, again, going back to what I was saying before, how do they not assume he's on drugs? Is Peter Parker just that such a good boy that, oh, no, he would never be on drugs? Because, like, he's got all the signs. He's coming home late. He's twitchy. He's getting all this food. Okay. (laughs) He's sweaty. Um, He's on drugs, Aunt May and Uncle Ben. Hold on, hold on. (laughs) I had the exact opposite reaction to this. When she asks him, you know, is is it drinking drugs? And Ben's like, I don't think so. Ben's the smart one there because he was a teenage boy at one point, and I can't believe that you forgot being a teenage boy. We were all sweaty 24-7 when we were his age. Uh, We were twitchy 24-7 when we were his age, and we were eating 24-7 when we were his age. This is a teenage boy. This is him on a Tuesday afternoon uh, coming home from school this is nothing out of the ordinary this is just a regular teenage boy it's I, I a fun to, scene something to admit I, I colin colin i'm sorry i have to admit this i grew up as a teenage girl so uh i didn't, <laughs> I didn't know uh, <laughs> i love it when he's like eating the meatloaf and he's like, oh mm, this is good and then he just like grabs all that food and like yeah like i was noticing like he's just got like frozen macaroni and cheese and that's when even they say like <laughs> Did he just take the frozen macaroni and cheese? Um, and of Not course, to mention when he catches the fly with his bare hands. Yes, it's just a fly, Peter. Um, but the best bit, of course, in this whole sequence is like, oh, what's he really love the meatloaf? Yeah, nobody loves your meatloaf. What does he say? We made for thirty-seven years. How many meatloafs have I made? You could never tell me that you didn't like my meatloaf. <laughs> Such a I think we're establishing at this point that if uh, spoiler alert, Ben doesn't die, uh, they're on the ro- they're on the path to divorce. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe you don't like my meatloaf. Fuck you. This is the world's worst husband, and he hates her meatloaf. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. All the men in the Parker family are dicks. All right. Um, you know. I also wonder: is this um, uh, just like a Parker? Uh, household staple because even in Spider-Man 1 the only meal we see them eat is when he leaves them the nose <laughs> meatloaf and veggies in the fridge or whatever <laughs> this well, is the only thing they eat like I can understand 37 years she's only feeding them one thing I mean what are you going to do complain you're going to go hungry if you don't eat that meatloaf <laughs> look it's, it's to me it's a very American thing meatloaf like I mean look I'm not saying we don't have meatloaf in Australia but it's not a common dish like it's something that you'll have once a year maybe but like you know it's outside of <laughs> <laughs> you said once a year. I just imagine this is like your turkey or your ha- this is your Christmas meal. What are we having? We're having meatloaf, guys. Real meat in it? In a loaf shape? Are you serious? Did we win the lottery? It's like a it's like a bat out of hell. Um haha, we're gonna make that meatloaf joke. Um, <laughs> but, um... Do we have frozen macaroni in it? <laughs> Australians are... Don't go too crazy there, Peter. We're amazed by food, you know, because, you know, if you survive the day by not getting killed by wild echidnas and platypus, um, (laughs) you're totally excited that you get to eat at the end of the day. Meatloaf? (laughs) I survived another day? (laughs) It's meatloaf for dinner tonight, Ben. It's like, 
is it January the 3rd already? <laughs> it seemed like it was just last year we had meatloaf on January the 3rd. Wow. How quickly the year goes by. <laughs> um, but notice how we never get a scene of him looking down his pants to see how big his penis is. Uh, because let's be honest, Andrew Garfield already has a big penis. So um, Yeah, that's because he had nothing to worry about. <laughs> exactly. Tobey Maguire, you know, you can imagine he's got a bit of a small pe- Peter Pecker. Uh, whereas <laughs> Andrew Garfield... He's, he's already well-equipped there, ladies. He's got a welcome. hacksaw ridge. Yeah. <laughs> That's why Emma Stone was so in love with him. She already had an Academy Award at that point, if you know what I'm saying. Um, that was her lala yeah. <laughs> You mean Moonlight. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> the joke never gets old. I thought it would be dead by now, but it's still funny. Uh, if you're listening to this in, like, 2020, it's not funny by then. I don't understand it all. 2017, still funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, echidna is a real disease 20 years from now, and they're just, like, ashamed at us. Ben and like, Colin, dare you're laughing at it. That's terrible. You're not, you're not nice people. Um, so, you know, whenever you're twitching on a bed and, uh, you know, destroying things, the first thing you need to do is jump on your computer and Google it. I mean, Bing it. Bing um, it. <laughs> it doesn't sound the same. I'm going to Bing it. <laughs> Most like, okay, can I just point out, this is a movie about a teenage boy getting bitten by a radioactive spider going after a man who turns into a giant lizard. The most unrealistic <laughs> thing in this movie is the fact that he uses Bing. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> Like, that Spider-Man shit and Giant Lizard, that could happen, all right? Teenage boys do not use Bing. (laughs) You might as well be, like, uh, spying on uh, Gwen's MySpace profile. (laughs) (laughs) Using AOL and... (laughs) You've got mail. Yay! (laughs) So he yeah he, he does the thing that Tobey Maguire doesn't do. He at least looks up what the you know dangers are. Respond- now I'm sorry again. I'm looking at this as an Australian. I think I went into this saying the same in Spider Man. You don't just Google Spider Bite and go, oh okay, that's about that's pretty bad. But at least I can climb on ceilings and shit. This could kill you, Peter Parker. All right, if if Spider Man was Australian, this is a different movie. <laughs> Yeah, but all the pictures come up with, like, death and, you know, disfigurement and amputation, uh, all these terrible things. I also find it funny, there's another moment later on, I'll bring it up later, where Peter comes across as really dumb for a guy that can solve these algorithms on his own, you know, and do these incredible things, build these web shooters with minimal research. And meanwhile, he's like, I got bit by a spider. What does spider bite do? Like... He should know these things. Like, he's got an encyclopedia there or something. I really would, like... (laughs) There's just so many things here that you're absolutely right. Like, for such a smart kid... Like, okay, I'm going to... This is going to be a weird way of putting in an explanation here. Imagine if he sleeps with Gwen Stacy, and then she turns around and says, I have AIDS. And then he's like, what does AIDS do? (laughs) Like, like, it's bad, Peter. Like, getting bitten by a spider, not good, all right? You need to get medical treatment Um, for that shit. (laughs) My example was going to be that he's bigging, you know, meatloaf recipes. But, of course... (laughs) You had to go there. You could have said echidna. <laughs> now, now let's be honest. If this was you and Jamie, you would have edited that out. But yeah, you're just like, oh, that's just Ben. <laughs> that's right. 
<laughs> there are higher standards yeah. <laughs> when you're not in an episode. I can't be married to a woman who would bring that joke up, but I can associate with an Australian who brings <laughs> up that. <laughs> Shame on you. <laughs> and 20 years from now, Australians are the nice ones. Like, I can't believe an Australian would say something like that. Australians never swear. Australians never drink alcohol. <laughs> 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 the echidna's taking over me. <laughs> this movie isn't even funny. There's nothing wrong with this. We're laughing at our funny, own we'll jokes. Funny. <laughs> even if we have to mock deadly diseases, we will make you laugh at Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> I'm sure all the other film podcasts out there doing Spider-Man at no point bring up an AIDS joke and then even if they did, they'd move on. Oh, we should have said that. No, five minutes later, he's just been laughing at his own AIDS joke. Good on him. Uh- <laughs> oh, please move on. All right. All right. Got a little echidna in your throat there. <laughs> Dude, it's prickly and spiky. <laughs> it's one of the many side effects of having echidna. Well, he's on the... We see him, Rani, or whatever his name is, um, on the bridge as well. Um, and he gets, call him Oh, Well, that's what he's in um, Jurassic World. So. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> that wasn't being racist. That's his character in Jurassic World, all right? I'm not just assuming. I was racist, Mr. Defensive. <laughs> I'm like, not a racist. I thought you were Jeez. thinking that, like, the actor, because he was, like, you know, from the subcontinent, I've just called him, like, you know, Imran or something like that. Like, no! <laughs> you, you you act like somebody who's been accused of racism on podcasts before. <laughs> never. Never at all has that ever happened to me. Don't know what you're talking about. Survivor has never <laughs> happened. I need to shoot that thing into my arm right now. I seriously need to turn into a lizard. Secure <laughs> for a kidna. Why not? The climax is also great. And even though the plot really doesn't make sense, like, why does Lizard want to turn everybody else into lizards? You know, he suddenly thinks, well, we're going to be a superior race. But the idea is that you're taking out. Peter even has that line early in the movie where he's saying, you know, will the new species eventually take over how much will it take over and that's kind of what this whole plot is built on i've never seen a lizard you know have a master plot i mean they just (laughs) go around eating flies so the idea that him becoming a lizard gives him this master hitler plan where he wants to create this master race of lizards makes absolutely no sense uh nor is it really a good visual seeing these police officers have their faces contorted and start to go green. It's just nothing about it works. But I think if you write out the whole thing about turning into lizards, if this were something where he was just going to poison the whole city, I think this climax is near perfect. I just love the fact that the way you kind of knuckle this down, it's like the plot of this movie is about a giant lizard turning people into lizards. Uh, by the way, my name is Colin. Uh, you can call me Webman. Call me amazing. Just don't call me late for dinner. Get it? And as I predicted, you stole my opening line. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only line in this movie. I tried so hard to find other ones. 
And my name is Ben, and this is my laundry, my machine. Back off and eat your sandwich. It's just, it's fun because this is what it would be like between a guy who's raised by his stubborn aunt, you know? And this is a New York aunt, too. She's going to be stubborn. Um, yeah, those New York aunts, they're just so known for their stubbornness. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. You, you, you in it's Winnipeg, obviously, have got a lot of experience with New York aunts. Like. Yeah, it's a stereotype in and of itself, you know, kind of like Canadians uh, and maple syrup, <laughs> Australians and, you know, crocodile dundies and kangaroos. With New Yorkers, it's the ants. Uh, Everybody's aunt is this tough mouthy bitches <laughs> block the car you little shit <laughs> we just have our version of Sally Field as your typical New York aunt honking a horn wash your damn laundry <laughs> go Knicks <laughs> go Mets no fuck the Mets Yankees are better <laughs> More power. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like Christopher oh, Walken two seconds ago. <laughs> you seriously, when you were like, go Mets, I was like, is that Christopher Walken? <laughs> so I'm just like, more, more power. Did you know that Christopher Walken's in this movie? He needs more cowbell. Sorry. Everybody at Oscorp has underground labs because Peter finds Roosevelt and the president? Which the, the, the president's secret uh, meeting spot for his... <laughs> Trump's secret one would be. <laughs> doesn't, a boardroom. Doesn't, a boardroom set from The Apprentice. Doesn't want the world to really know that he's actually a decent human being. <laughs> so he has a secret tunnel where he donates to charity and cures cancer. Um, he likes but, Mexicans and doesn't want to build a wall. <laughs> He treats women with respect and isn't racist. But Trump doesn't want the world to know. Coming soon to theaters near you. Um, he he would have made a great Norman Osborn in this, wouldn't he? <laughs> Out am I? Fake news. He's Sad. Dead. He's dead in his first scene. <laughs> um, I just watched uh, the Ryan Murphy TV series Feud, and Alfred Molina was in that, and uh, it was quite good. Is that a new show or? Uh, it was, yeah. He sort of did. It's he's kind of doing a new anthology series as Ryan Murphy does, where he basically is uh, revisiting famous like feuds over the history. This was about Joan Crawford and Betty Davis filming uh, whatever happened to Baby Jane. Um, yeah, kind of like Dennis Leary and James Cromwell. Yeah, exactly. The iconic <laughs> rivalry that they had during the Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, can't wait for that to come out. Uh, but it was, it was very good, and Alfred Molina was in it, and he was very good. So I just thought I'd right. point that out. Shout uh, out to Alfred Molina, and listen to a 10-second interview with him on the end of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The power of the sun in the palm of my hands. Thanks, Alfred. Come again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What an interview that would be. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got Alfred Molina. Here he is. He's really on the show. That's him. Uh, I, still, I still stand by the fact that we need to just go onto Facebook, find somebody called Alfred Molina. Like, not actually Alfred Molina, but somebody else. Get them on the show, because we're not lying. We're, we're literally saying we've got Alfred Molina on the show. Like, we're not lying. Yeah. We didn't say it's the Alfred Molina. It's a... It will be done. Yes. You're looking at it right now. I can hear you <laughs> You're uh, The only person I find is... Oh, no, wait, hold on. Here's some, uh, here's some other guy. Self-employed. Uh, Alfred well, he's not doing much. <laughs> uh, I'll start looking for Andrew Garfield. Uh, His Facebook profile picture is him cleaning the engine of a Toyota. <laughs> and... The most recent post he has on Facebook with 63 friends, I should say, is August 31st, 2015. It said, started working at self-employed. 
We've been very busy for the last two years. Prior to that, October 12th, 2013, he posted no comment with one M. (laughs) (laughs) We got to get out from Molina. If you were out there listening, or uh, he's probably been dead since 2015. What are we talking about? (laughs) We just we just need to like do an upcoming episode where we're just like we've got the Spider Man panel right now. He's Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> <laughs> just like have like all the actors, but they're just not really the actors. They're just people call that name. So again, we're not lying. It's not false advertising. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna send a friend request to Alfred Molina. <laughs> Coming soon to the Oz Network, our exclusive interview with self-employed Alfred Malik. <laughs> so, Alfred, what have you been doing? Nothing. <laughs> self-employed. Cleaning Toyota engines. <laughs> I have no comment. <laughs> with one hand. <laughs> no, no comment. <laughs> Even at the end of this where, you know, she's saying, I'm coming with you. He goes, okay, let's go. And he web shooters her arm. And she's just like, Peter! And then all of a sudden she just slaps up the muscle. Oh no, I just said his name out loud. That, that, the, the whole scene, you know, me and my dirty mind. I'm just thinking like, Jesus, they must have some kinky fun in the bedroom if he can use those webs. <laughs> like, you know, that, handcuffs. They've just got what webs. Do you mean, what do you plan to do with those in the bedroom? <laughs> <laughs> oh, seriously, you have no romance in your body. Put Jamie on the phone. She'll be able to answer that. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm, maybe I'm... Wow, I feel so sorry for Jamie. Here. Jamie, <laughs> you need to... Wow. <laughs> I'm thinking, like, this is your kinky version of a condom or something. He like, has not seen Fifty this? Shades of Grey, Jamie, has he? Like, he has not seen it. <laughs> and you have, apparently. <laughs> I don't need to see Fifty Shades of Grey to know what you can do in the bedroom with Ben's some webs. Like, Ben's like, I, I live Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, though, do you think that spider webs is what people are going to get turned on by? Like, that's disgusting. <laughs> I don't care what you're doing with it. Colin, let's just let's establish what I'm trying to say here. He uses it to tie her hands up to the side of a vehicle. And you think she's going to be more pleased by being tied up with disgusting I'm... spider webs than she would with handcuffs? Well, it's convenient. <laughs> it's there. Handcuffs aren't always on you unless you're Dennis Leary. But, like... <laughs> If you've just got web that you can jizz out of your wrist, it's like, hey, let's be kicky tonight, honey. Jung, jung. Here's your contract. I'm Mr. Let's, Gray. Let's uh, move on with the rest of the climax here. Literally. <laughs> literally. But people were kind of upset with, like, his uh, costume, the the Willem Dafoe one, that it was just kind of like this armor. And I personally like that compared to, like, you know, wearing a sock over your face that the comic book one has. Um, here, his <laughs> face just looks deformed. <laughs> That's basically what it is. It looks like an elf. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I look up Green Goblin shit. in the comics. You'll see what I mean. All right, I'm Googling that now. Keep talking. <laughs> Green Goblin but, sock. <laughs> <laughs> but I like that Harry's face just becomes deformed to look like the Green Goblin's mask from the comics. I think that's kind of cool. And <laughs> like I still a fucking Santa elf. <laughs> I know that's what he said. It's an elf. <laughs> and yet people are like, "Oh, why did they do the armor in the first one with Willem Dafoe? Oh, why did they make <laughs> like Santa hate mutant? <laughs> that's not scary. He just looks like an evil Grinch." I know it's like it's, it's terrible. So, but so yeah, I'll I'll compliment a creative way of doing the you know hairy look as the goblin here. Um, 
it's a very brief scene, but I think this is where it all becomes like the tease of the movie because there are moments in this fight scene where they are teasing Gwen's death before it actually happens. And then the other interesting thing, and this is what uh, I'll kind of get your opinion on, because there's three characters I want to talk about here. We already oh, talked. Three. It's like three. <laughs> Thanks for sending that picture. <laughs> it's true. Oh, <laughs> With his little pumpkin. Uh... <laughs> He's holding a testicle with a frowny face on it. <laughs> I want that Green Goblin yeah, in a Spider-Man like, movie. See, the man has a purse, if you've ever looked at a Green Goblin. <laughs> Don't knock Willem Dafoe and Dane DeHaene's look, okay? <laughs> fucking purse. Don't approach the man back. And pointed purple shoes. <laughs> I think this whole Harry Peter thing was set up well before 2014. <laughs> He's wearing a mini skirt and stilettos. <laughs> Sex in the city. Dun, 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 He's Jessica Simpson. What well, not Jessica Simpson? What's her name? Jessica Horsewoman. Sarah Jessica Simpson. What's her name? Sarah Horsewoman. <laughs> Sarah Jessica Parker. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. This, is, this is the Green Goblin for the comics is essentially a green Sarah Jessica Parker. Hey. <laughs> We're so sexist. Uh, <laughs> sexist is one woman who looks like a horse. We're not saying women as a whole look like a horse. Good save, good save. Because seriously, Sarah Jessica Parker looks like a horse. <laughs> really Why are we does. talking about her? Because she looks like a fucking horse. Like <laughs> <laughs> <The> green goblin. <laughs> <laughs> We're so sorry. We, we're doing really good with the time, but we are not staying yeah, This episode's so short. <laughs> we're going to come in under the length of the movie. <laughs> How is this possible? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to turn off the picture you said. <laughs> we'll, put it, we'll tweet it. <laughs> it gets better. Wait till you see the one I'm about to send you next. Oh, no. What is this? <laughs> Is Sarah Jessica Parker's head on a horse's body? <laughs> Scratch so... another one off the list that we will never get on this show. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry to the people at my Airbnb in Anchorage if you're listening to this right now, wondering why some random Australian guys cracking up laughing in your house. Oh, it's the funniest photo I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> This is the best horse picture since we had the horse in the tuxedo on Double R Seven. I do. Why did Matthew Broderick marry that woman? <laughs> I love you, Matthew. <laughs> Have a carrot, Sarah. Have a carrot. Me. Do you take this man, Matthew Broderick, to be your loving husband? <laughs> I do. <laughs> Okay, let's get on with the green. Life moves pretty fast if you don't stop to take a look once in a while. You can miss it, even with a horse. Okay, Um, green goblet (laughs) in purple pointed shoes. (laughs) Out am I? Not my shoes, though. They're so in fashion, darling. Okay, I don't think you'll ever be able to look at the comics ever again. 
and horse Sarah Jessica Parker's wearing the same color as the Green Goblin's costume. <laughs> See, we segued into it. It all ties in. It's expanded Oz Network universe. <laughs> this is why my baby cries in the episodes. <laughs> That's why our listeners cry in these episodes. <laughs> I shouldn't be listening to this. It's not funny. Get on with the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I will oh, say, so ending off on Sarah Jessica Parker, I mean, there, if I had found another clip after that, it wouldn't have topped it. So that is our <laughs> climax. Just can we can we tie this into, we're obviously in the midst of the Matrix month right now, but I shared with you a clip recently, which I'd never even seen before. It was some sort of, I don't know what it was, like an MTV Movie Awards parody of The Matrix, which was like a Sex and the City crossover with The Matrix. Yeah. And it had like Sarah Jessica Parker and Jimmy Fallon in it. It was quite funny. Yeah. Uh, and Sarah Jessica Parker looked pretty okay in it. So, yeah. <laughs> and again, you know, I don't mind Sarah Jessica Parker. Listen to our Dudley Do-Right recap. But, uh, you know, it didn't look as horse-ish as she usually does. <laughs> Uh, just sort of, I guess, recapping the recaps really quickly, uh, very quickly before we move on to No Way Home. Um, obviously, we had some great stuff there. The, the one thing I just want to say with re-listening to these, it's actually good because there's a lot of opinions that I had and a lot of uh, even memories I had of these movies that I completely forgot about. Uh, like my indifference towards the Andrew Garfield movies, particularly The Amazing Spider-Man before it came up. I'm like, I completely forgot how much I wasn't looking forward to The Amazing Spider-Man. And I completely forgot you know, how impressed I was with it on a first viewing. Uh, and then uh, some of the opinions, you know, I, I just have to say, I think I think we both did a good job selling certain things. I, I feel like a lot of my arguments on Spider-Man 3 were actually stronger than I think I could have made today, you know, four years ago, obviously a lot smarter. And uh, I'll also say, you know, some of your arguments against the Andrew Garfield movies, pretty smart considering they're coming from Ben Waterworth. I mean, you expect that kind of intelligence from Anthony Rocky, but not Ben Waterworth, but uh <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I'm not saying that it necessarily changes my opinions of the movies, uh, you know, having now rewatched uh, all but the Tom Holland movies, I actually found myself enjoying the amazing Spider-Man one and two more than I probably did in the past. Uh, although I definitely found some flaws with <laughs> some of the plots, but uh, you know, you, you make some solid points, particularly about uh, how, I guess, uh, unnecessary they were and, and how much, how little they actually added to the lore. It's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. I just want to say that, but I, I think like, <laughs> It was interesting re listening to them and our talking, like, because obviously we did that before Homecoming. So we mm -hmm. knew nothing about Tom Holland and Spider Man and anything. And even at that point, I believe I hadn't, I'd barely watched any of the MCU movies. So I hadn't even seen him in uh, Civil War. So it was interesting, kind of that freshness of it. And I would say, and I'm, I'm saying this obviously having not re watched the Andrew Garfield ones, I'm up to them now, but I kind of almost have a more of a nostalgic vibe for those two films now and i'm mm. looking forward to rewatching them because i feel they are legitimately now the absolute forgotten spider-man movies because everyone remembers the first three how it started and how big they were everyone now remembers tom holland and the mcu and everything along those lines the amazing spider-man the two films are legitimately forgotten about um so i'm i'm legitimately looking forward to rewatching those in particular because when it came to announcing this big sort of um alternate worlds storyline uh that we're going to have with all the returning villains i think from memory jamie fox was the first one to be announced mm -hmm. as electro which really tied it back into it so yeah and i i think like it was interesting re-listening to them as well because um 
you know, you do definitely form different opinions. And I hadn't re- I hadn't watched any of these Spider-Man movies since we did the recaps. And in rewatching just the Tobey Maguire trilogy, I mean, look, I am still absolutely madly in love with that trilogy. I just, you know, I, I ranked number one as my favourite. Even in rewatching number two, I'm like, God, this film is like n- nearly perfect, even though I would still personally have number one as my favourite. And this is a part where you're just going to laugh at me. I, when I watched number three last night, I'm like, I think I rented three. I'd buy three. Oh. Um, I'm like... I weirdly think three has like gotten better. Like I don't know why, but like I, I was felt watching embarrassed it watching it the other night. <laughs> I when I was watching it last night, I'm going like this has gotten better. Um, and like I I really wish we could recap it again now because like I feel like I've got more defenses for it. Um, but yeah, like it's 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 interesting. It was it was fun. I mean, that was our first real series we ever did, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Because from memory, we started that in like May of 2017. We only started as the Oz Network in like January of 2017. So we'd mm-hmm. only done a handful of movies at that point. And it's funny to hear us like talk about like, oh, Brendan Fraser month's coming soon. We didn't do it till like 2020. But we um, got there. And like even just like nostalgia for like, you know, like I think one of the episodes I recorded when I was in freaking Alaska. So like it was mm-hmm. kind of just weird moments and everything along those lines of life. So yeah, I mean, it was fun. I, I think also back to your point, you said at the beginning, why did I re-listen to it? I think it also came from the fact that that was our very first series we ever did. We were still very fresh, you know, coming off what we were a survivor Oz into this new format. Now it's just part and parcel of what we do every year. We plan out months, you know, and we're just so used to doing them now, probably done like at least 20, 30 months. I kind of even, wouldn't even guess at the top of my head. Whereas that was a first. And that was one of my favorites. I think that I've ever done on this show with you would be the Spider-Man, what five, it wasn't even yeah. a month. It was five movies. Uh, now looking forward to No Way Home. I mean, we have seen these again. It's interesting that we uh, we haven't covered those Tom Holland movies, uh, but we've done reviews and everything. But so we kind of know what each other's opinions are. But neither of us have rewatched. I mean, I'm up to Homecoming in the rewatch. Uh, but with No Way Home coming up, I, I feel like the only thing for me that is uh that's killing my anticipation for No Way Home is that I'm I, I honestly couldn't care less about Tom Holland. I feel like that's what they they did they did something to get people really excited to see this movie, to guarantee this is going to be the highest grossing film of 2021 uh, by teasing and, and I guess very smartly promoting. We're bringing back all the old favorites. We're probably going to see Tobey Maguire. We're probably going to see Andrew Garfield. We already know we're seeing, you know, uh, Alfred Molina, Jamie Foxx, and everybody else. Uh, but like, I don't, I don't even know if I care about Tom Holland. I think that's the only thing, especially having rewatched the entire Tobey Maguire series the entire Andrew Garfield series of two movies. Uh, those have a beginning. They have an end. And I feel like they work as, even though we only got two Amazing Spider-Man movies, I even said on the recap, I feel like that ending of the Amazing Spider-Man 2 works as this is the end of this series. And I don't know where Tom Holland fits in this. Like I I like the, the two Tom Holland movies that there have been so far. But to me, this feels like this is not, and maybe it won't be the end, but I, I comparing this to going into Spider-Man three and going into the amazing Spider-Man. I was excited to see what they're doing with those characters. Now I'm just excited to see who they're bringing back. Like I almost feel like Tom Holland's an afterthought. I a hundred percent agree. And it's nothing against Tom Holland. I like Tom Holland. It's just his movies. And I don't know if it's just because they're MCU movies that they just feel not as the same as the other series, because I think that we talked a lot in our Spider-Man recaps about how we enjoyed them being separate, but connected and kind of like their own movies. You know what I mean? Whereas the, the two MCU, the two Tom Holland ones feel they're so connected. Like I, I legitimately, I probably seen homecoming 
twice. Mm -hmm. I've only seen Far From Home the time I saw it at the cinemas. I have never seen it since. And I believe from memory, I rented it. I think maybe you rented it. It wasn't a bad movie. I think we were just both like, yeah, it was fine. Yeah. Um, I liked Homecoming. I think when I did my MCU rankings, that was like in my top five from memory. Um, but like it just, at the end of the day, they weren't, you know, even I don't like The Amazing Spider-Man 2, but I still probably remember more from The Amazing Spider-Man 2 than I can from Homecoming and Far From Home. And I think that even though I'm the biggest Tobey Maguire fanboy on the planet, and if he doesn't return in this movie... <laughs> a la Hayden Christensen in the force uh, rise of Skywalker. I will stab someone leaving that cinema on Thursday. I will do it. Um, but it's gone all key. It's just a standard Thursday anyway. But um, I like, I just, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm excited for this movie, but it, it, I'm with you. It's with who's coming back yeah. because I think as soon as you even heard Jamie Foxx's come back, you're like, okay, like this is kind of cool. And then Alfred Molina in the first trailer and then the second trailer where you see basically every single villain with the exception of Venom, I think, from memory. Um, and then even I've spoken to you about that there's been a few panels during the week. Like I watched a 10-minute panel with Willem Dafoe, Alfred Molina, who's British, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't know that until the other day. Um, and Wait, the real Alfred Molina or the, uh, the, the <laughs> self-employed Alfred Molina? <laughs> Well, I don't know. Maybe they listened to us and they got that. Um, so, yeah. And like, and even like looking at the trailers, like, can we also mention one of our favorite MCU characters? I think my second favorite MCU film, your favorite MCU yeah. film, if I'm not mistaken, Benedict Cumberbatch, Doctor Strange is in this movie. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting to think that. And it's no disrespect to Tom Holland. I just feel that you know, he's, he's part of the MCU machine. We've talked about the MCU before. If, if he wasn't part of the MCU machine and these were still just standalone movies and maybe we'd be looking at this differently. Tom Holland's not a bad Spider-Man. If I was to rank the Spider-Mans, he's probably the most complete mm -hmm. in terms of the Peter Parker and Spider-Man side of things. Whereas we agreed, I think that Andrew Garfield was a better Spider-Man, but Peter yeah. Parker was a better Peter, uh, Tom Maguire was a better Peter Parker. So he's maybe the most complete, but he doesn't have that same level. I've seen some, like, Tobey Maguire has nostalgia, of course, around him. But I've even seen a lot recently of Andrew Garfield kind of coming out and talking about Spider-Man. So hopefully both will be in the movie. But um, anyway, I'm ranting. I'm raving. We only wanted this to be short. Um, I'm, I'm excited for it. Like, honestly, I am more excited for this than The Matrix, he says, in the middle of a Matrix movie. And we're about <laughs> to literally record our Revolutions recap. But I legitimately, outside of No Time to Die, was probably most excited for this movie in 2021. So, uh, yeah. And uh, I, obviously we're probably going to get more Tom Holland. This isn't going to be, this, they're not going to say we're completing this as a trilogy, but uh, I'm, I'm hopeful that this is similar to homecoming because going into homecoming, we were very worried that Iron Man would just be overrunning the movie. And as much as I love Dr. Strange, I mean, Dr. Strange was my favorite MCU movie uh, and I've been waiting forever for a Dr. Strange sequel. You know, I, I want Dr. Strange to be in this movie about as much as he's in the trailers. I want this to be a Spider-Man movie. And having said that, I'm excited for Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, or whoever else we get back. But I hope that they make this a Tom Holland story because yeah. when you the way we ended Far From Home at the time of Far From Home, we didn't know we were getting any. We just thought J. Joe and Jameson, as we said in those recaps, make Joe Jane James J. Joan Jame that JJJ guy, make him yeah. <laughs> make Jay him Simmons. the, the Judy Dench. He can cross over into different franchises. You don't need to explain it. But the way that Far From Home ended. That had me excited for what they would do in a third part. And I just don't want this third part to lose what they've built up in the first two. 
I agree. And just one thing I'll quickly say, it's important to remember that we lost Spider-Man from the MCU for about six months. Remember yeah. Sony and all that came to that deal. So it was all like, oh my God, rip. And here we are. So, and they're going all out. And obviously this whole multiverse thing is now a thing. Like you've talked about that before that they've done that in sort of the TV versions of, of DC and, and, and Marvel before. This is obviously becoming a thing. I mean, the next Doctor Strange is called something in the multiverse. Mm-hmm. We're going to see that with Flashpoint next year as well. So it's all happening. But yeah, I'm with you. I, I'd like to see that with Tom Holland. And I think that in terms of returning characters, I will like, obviously we've got our villains confirmed. We, we know that the three actors that we said, spoiler alert, Paul Giamatti, I think has been confirmed as Rhino, um, which I, I read that somewhere. Um, you know, we, we see Sandman and Lizard in the trailer, but with no confirmation or not whether Thomas Hayden Church and Reese Eifens are coming back or not. And I mean, it would be great. Like I, I'm honestly on board with bringing anyone back. Like I hate, I hated Topher Grace. I just, I did not like him as Venom. <laughs> But I'm I'm down. If we see him yeah. come back, I'm I'm fine with that. Tom Hardy, like connect it. I honestly, as much as I dislike the MJ character in the first three, I'm down for seeing Kirsten Dunst return. I would I would lose my shit. Um, you know, um, Emma Stone coming back as well. Like I I would love to see it. even like fucking crossover all the uh, Aunt Mays. Like that would be kind of oh, cool. Yeah. Rosemary Harris, Sally Fields, you know, like just kind of bring them all back. But, but I, I know a multiverse world when I've seen one, like James Franco and Weirdo Goblin. Like it would be great to like, if they do it. And like, obviously there's, that's a lot like, but if they legitimately somehow got it all to work, like this could be the biggest movie ever. But having said that, this also could be the rise of Skywalker. We're like, they got to bring back Hayden Christmas. And we'll just get a fucking voice. So, you know. Uh, we're only a couple days away, though, so not long to wait. If you want to, go back and listen to all these recaps in their entirety because uh, we say other funny stuff and other smart stuff in there, too. Uh, but do you have tickets yet for Far From Home or No Way Home? No, I don't, I, I don't need to buy them. Um, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, I will on the day. I'm not just going to sneak in, but it's, um, it's, it's Hobart. No one's going to, it's not going to sell out. So I'll I'm, be fine. I'm excited because I got my tickets the day they went on sale. Uh, I've got two of my nephews coming with me and Jamie and, uh, we have something I saw this when I was in Calgary a couple of years ago. It's something new that's called Screen X here, which is basically uh, you have the big screen in front, but then the two walls, the two side walls of the theater are also screens that the movie's projected on. And it's not something nice. where it's just stretched, like they actually will film and edit sequences that are meant to be, you'll never see in any other format that you can look to the left. And I remember I saw Bad Boys 3 in there. There's sequences where there's a car chase and you see the car driving up the left hand side of the theater and then it turns. And you'll see it cross in the front. So I can't imagine how that would work with Spider-Man. So uh, I want the, I want this to be the, the best experience possible. I mean, it, it's it's I'm, been a long time. We've had a lot of these big movies start coming out now. But you yeah. know, to have something where it's like, okay, this is a massive movie. It's been about two years. It's been since Rise of Skywalker. I'm actually, it's weird. Because um, I'll be absolutely honest with you. Like I knew it was coming out on Thursday, but somehow it sort of slipped my mind. So I'd arranged to go into the city on Thursday for an appointment at 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, and then I've just literally looked at the times right now. So I can go, so this is Ben organizes his life live on the Oz network, but there's an 1145 session on our biggest screen that we have the V max rather than the IMAX, which is not the same. And I, of one of the sessions I saw no time to die. It was probably the best one I saw. And I saw justice league on that years ago. So um, yeah, I, I might hang around and see the 1145 on V max and kind of splurge a little bit in that way. So I don't want, I'm no, no spoilers. Like, this is, um, you know, like I, I'm literally avoiding everything with this now because I don't want to be spoiled if Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Return. Honestly, like 
I'd be excited for Andrew Garfield, but yeah. like it's Tobey Maguire for me. Like if I, I mean, we haven't seen this man. He's the Matthew Fox of movies. <laughs> we haven't seen him like literally in public, I think since 2000 and whenever the great Gatsby came out. So uh, this is to me the, the thing. It's like if Tobey Maguire, like this year, we've already seen Brennan Fraser return. You're welcome world. That was us. <laughs> so Tobey Maguire, this is the great return of Tobey Maguire. It's gotta be this week. Come on. All right. So get excited. Count down the days, count down the hours. Um, see it wherever you can. IMAX, VMAX, Screen X, uh, <laughs> tablet, iPhone, whatever. Just HBO watch this Max. movie. HBO Max. <laughs> uh, and we're going to be back to do a spoiler-free review. As well, we've got our Matrix uh, recaps that are continuing. An episode you're going to be hearing in about four days. We will be reporting in about four minutes. So I'm sure <laughs> it's hilarious. Just take our word for it. Uh, and then all of our other episodes, some uh, home improvement Christmas stuff is continuing. And then eventually our best, more best ofs, you're going to get relevant uh, modern day best ofs as we do our year end best of coming up in uh, a couple of weeks. Uh, but thank you everybody for joining us for this best of the best ofs. My name is Colin and my baby, my baby, my baby. And my name is Ben and I know the ending of a podcast when I see one. Thanks for downloading this episode from the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as find out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks once again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time.